Welcome everyone. This is Aaron from True Life Church Podcast. I'm here with Norm Melvin today. We're going to be talking about some fun things. Um, you know, we haven't done the podcast in a while. We had some other things pop up, but now we're back. And, you know, when Norm and I were talking today, before we got started, you know, I thought, you know, I told Norm, I said, the thing that came up to me when I was driving down here um, was uh, just the, the, the scripture where Paul says that you have many teachers but only a few fathers. Mm -hmm. And so we were talking about that yeah. and Norma sharing how he went to his uh, grandson's birthday party and, and you know, got to hang out with some of his kids and talk and share things. Well, what's so important about that? You know, uh, uh, there's a, a study out that said that, which was real interesting. It said that a lot of times we think that the children get their personality from their mother, mm -hmm. but really they get it mainly from their interaction with their father. And so if their father is loving and caring, the children become stronger, they, be, they become, they believe that they can succeed in life. They say that with the son, he needs to learn from his dad that he can do it. His mm -hmm. dad believes in him. Mm -hmm. um, you see that in the Bible lots of times where the father would bless the, the son. And when the son would be blessed, they would say, okay, I'm turning all my authority over to you. I'm turning over this right, to you. Right. And I believe that you can carry this out. Well, the same thing is true with the daughter. When the, when the dad is involved with the daughter and loves his daughter and sees her as a princess and all the things we say, what happens? She begins to see her wealth, her worth. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that always women struggle with is their self-worth. Right. Am I pretty enough? Am I smart enough? And that's the thing that plagues them the most. But when they have a father that's involved and shows them their worth and that they're these things, they rise up in life. And really, not only do they are they successful, but they choose men in their lives who will show that same respect and right. honor to them. Right. right. So the father really has a major part, a major playing in the lives of, his, of the children. And so today as we come and we, we share these things, as Norm teaches, he's teaching from the, you know, the father's heart. God is moving through him and through us through this time to give you some instruction just as a good father would go, hey, look at this. This can help you. And so what's happening? The fatherhood of God in us wants to minister love and peace and hope to you. And so this is why we do everything at True Life Church, because we want you to experience your true life in God. Because in your true life in God is where you're going to experience the fullness mm -hmm. of who you truly are. Amen. 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 Well, um, I just was, we were talking uh, briefly about First uh, Corinthians um, chapter 12, chapter 13, and chapter 14. Mm -hmm. And um, how there's some information that I had seen, I don't remember, several months back, maybe even as far back as a year and a half, two years back, that these three chapters uh, have significance mm -hmm. in his relationship to the high priest, his robe that he wore when he went into the Holy of Holies. Mm. Uh, around the hem of the garment was a bell, a pomegranate, a bell, a pomegranate, a bell, a pomegranate. <clears throat> and so chapter 12 is called a bell chapter, and it talks about spiritual gifts. Uh, chapter 13 is called a pomegranate chapter, mm -hmm. and it talks about love. Okay. And then chapter 14 <clears throat> is a bell chapter, and it talks about the gifts of prophecy and tongues. Hmm, okay. Okay. So, 
when I looked up some more information regarding this, the, the bells represented a couple of things. One, it announced the high priest's presence oh, okay. in the Holy of Holies. Hmm. You hear the bells ringing. He's, the high priest is in the Holy of Holies. Well, who is our high priest? Jesus. Jesus is our high priest. And so he's, he is the one who we look to for direction and for guidance in our lives. Yep. But it also said uh, regarding the bells, why um, that was in significance to the Jews was it told them, refrain <coughs> from gossip. Mm. In other words, be careful what you're saying about the things, uh, well, such and such does this and such and such does that. Now let's go and look at that first thing about spiritual gifts. It says this, now about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. Mm -hmm. You know that when you were pagans and somehow or other you were influenced and led astray by mute, mute idols. Therefore, I tell you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. Well, people say, well, that person all the time, they're pro you know, I've got the gift of prophecy. Well, you, how do you know you've got the gift of prophecy? Yeah. What is that? It's yeah. gossip. And, and our high priest, Jesus is saying, don't talk like that. Yeah. He says, I have given gifts to individuals. Mm -hmm. They're different gifts. Well, we go back and we study in the New Testament. It says, we are parts of the body of Christ. Yeah. As parts of the body of Christ, are we all the same part? No. Well, yes and no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes and no. But it's, he, he uh, equates it, or the writers of the New Testament equates it to this. The arm cannot say to the leg, I don't need you. And the leg cannot say to the arm, I do not need you. The eye to the mouth, I don't need you. Or the mouth to the eye. Every portion of our body that God made is, in, is important and absolutely needs one another. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, it's the same way in the giftings of the Spirit. And it goes on and talks about these manifestations of the Spirit. And he says this, yeah. To one is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. Not everybody, now God says, if you lack wisdom, yeah. then ask of God. Yeah. But that kind of wisdom there, sometimes the Lord speaks and gives people insight and direction yeah. to them to equate it out or to speak it out to other people. Yeah. And he says, to another, a message of knowledge by the same spirit and to another faith and to another gifts of healing, but by the same spirit, another miraculous powers and another prophecy and another to distinguishing between spirits and to another different kinds of tongues and still to another interpretation of tongues. You see the diversity and mm -hmm. the giftings of the Spirit? So if somebody has the ability uh, for knowledge and word of knowledge and says, you know, I really feel that the Lord is telling me that this is what he's saying about the situation that you're in right now. If you will let this go and you will let this go or you will do this or you will do this, then mm -hmm. things are going to come together. Well, how did that person know? 
when somebody gives you a word of knowledge, it's not news to you. It's something that's already been stirring in you, but you weren't certain that you were to take those steps. Mm -hmm. But now God has confirmed that by this word of knowledge that has come forth from this other individual, mm -hmm. and it ties it together. And yeah. says, oh, now I see. Yeah. But you see, people get jealous about stuff like that, or they start saying, well, you know, man, that person always said, I got a word of knowledge, I got a word of knowledge. Well, who are you to judge? Yeah. You don't know. Are you jealous because they have something that you don't have? Well, ask God. Say, God, what is my giftings? Mm -hmm. Show me my giftings. And as we get into chapter 14, we'll see the diversity there. Mm -hmm. And then you go to chapter 13, and chapter 13 is the love chapter, and it's a pomegranate chapter. So I looked up what some things about the pomegranate. The pomegranate in the Jewish tradition represents righteousness. Who is... Who is our righteousness? Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. He has given to us his righteousness. Yes. He bore all of the sin and sickness and disease and gave to us righteousness. But something else that was really interesting. There are 613 seeds in a pomegranate. Okay. In the Jewish uh Commandments, there are 613 yep. commandments. God is not a God of just numbers here, there. Each number has a reason and a representation. Mm. I thought, I didn't know that mm. until just this morning when I did a little look up. Mm, that's good. 613 seeds. Well, you know, I also did a little look on seeds. Those seeds uh, are antioxidants. And if you eat those seeds uh, periodically, they're good for your, for mm, your, okay. your body system too. So anyway, you look at chapter 13, it talks about righteousness. Well, what are the key elements of chapter 13? Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not uh, proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrong, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in truth, it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves love never fails hmm. wow what is the what is the whole focus there love, love but what does it really represent god's righteousness yeah god so loved the world that he gave his son mm -hmm. it doesn't say he so loved the jews yeah it doesn't so say he so loved christians it says he so loved the entire world the entire world Jesus died for the entire world, past, present, and future. Mm -hmm. Why did he do it? He did it out of love. Yeah. No love, no greater love has a man than he lays down his life for his fellow man. Jesus laid down his life for all mankind mm -hmm. to preserve them and to bring them in and clothe them in righteousness, the pomegranate. Yeah. I just, I just, wow. You know, it's just, that's just so exciting to me. I just mm -hmm. think that's so interesting. So you have the bell chapter that brings you an awareness of things. Yep. That the high priest is do, about doing his job. Jesus is present. Yes, he Be is. Be careful what you say. Do not judge. And that's kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Then he's, he goes to the pomegranate chapter and he's talking about what are the attributes of Christ? Yeah. 
What are the attributes of God? That's good. Isn't that interesting? It is. So then you go to the uh, 14th chapter, hmm. and it's called a bell chapter again. Hmm. And it says the gifts of prophecy and tongues. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially, now listen to this one, especially the gift of prophecy. And what's going on in our world today and the, re, the great awakening that's happening mm -hmm. in, the, in the nations and in people, there's a huge awakening of, hey, something's really not right. Mm -hmm. People are, I don't, I'm not going to accept that. You haven't proven to me that yeah. this is accurate information. I will not accept it until I know that this is, there's facts behind it that can document and prove it. Mm -hmm. Well, prophetically, we are in a season where the prophetic is, once again, very, very high. Much like when Elijah the prophet and Elisha mm -hmm. and, and others like that, Isaiah, okay. they were men where the Spirit of God came upon them and they began to declare to the Jewish people and to the world, really, this is what God is saying. This is what God is trying to help you to see that you need to do. So it says, especially, especially the gift of prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. Indeed, no one understands him. He utters mysteries which he, with his spirit. But everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their strengthening. And this is what's important mm -hmm. about prophecy. For strengthening, for encouragement, and for comfort. If somebody declares something and none of these or only one of these three attributes are there, it's not good. It's not really God, not mm -hmm. from God. Because it must always have encouragement, strength, and comfort to, the, mm -hmm. to those that are receiving it. Yeah. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. the church. I would like every one of you to speak, in, to have prophecy. He who prophesies is greater than he who speaks in tongues, unless he interprets so the church may be edified. Mm -hmm. So when someone speaks in tongues, but there's mm -hmm. no prophecy or no, no uh, interpretation. Interpretation. Thank you. Uh, it's not. It's not a value to you. Mm -hmm. If I if I just speak. If I was to say, for example, Aaron, you don't know Spanish, but I know Spanish. Mm -hmm. So I'm just talking to you in Spanish yeah. right now. Yeah. I didn't say anything to you in English. You wouldn't have any idea no what idea. I was talking about, mm -hmm. would you? Mm -mm. Does that help you? No. It doesn't help you at all. Mm -mm. Well, that's the same way here. When someone speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets that. It's of no value. Yeah. But God is saying, but he who prophesies not only edifies himself, but he edifies the church because he's making declarations of what is on the horizon. What is God's plan? What is he going to do? And so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. and we're seeing that more and more today as we see revival coming in our nation and, and, and particularly in the church. It's true. You know, it's funny, as you were saying that, you know, the two applications. Like Norm said, there is the speaking to edify the body, encourage people. But then also, uh, I heard a story, and the guy was talking about this one temple he went to in a different country. And he said, in the temple, he says, 
and he, and I, he explained this, and I didn't, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Why there's so much mistake placed on churches and temples and synagogues and these things. <laughs> and he says what happened was those were places where people would go and they would do like Norm said. They would prophesy. Now, you can prophesy things for a congregation, a group of people, or when you take the word of God and you begin to speak it over your own life, it's a form of prophecy. Yep. Yep. And so what would happen is that in churches and synagogues, when you know, because you've walked in some of those places and it's there's just a holy reference that comes on you, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so what happened was that that's because when you go to church, what happens? There's a message, there's singing, there's people usually speaking good words of love and appreciation for God and for other people. And, mm -hmm. and then you come to church and people give you a hug, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. <laughs> and it's always this and people go, When I come to church, I feel so edified and lifted up, yeah. And then a lot of times you walk out to your car <laughs> and it kind of the world kind of hits you again. Yeah. Well, what, what was happening there? Well, you were in a place where words of life, words of spirit had been spoken so many times, it's like it's filled the place. Right. And so the person was saying this, he goes, the reason why God had churches, buildings established was that, you know, you would be able to see that in the church, you can go to a place and be edified and built up. And that's why I always encourage people that if you're going through a hard place, it's so weird that, when people go through hard place Christians or spiritual people, they when they could come to church and hear a good word, be loved by somebody, or you know, encouraged, they stay home. And you would think, why would you stay home where you can go to a place that would lift you up and do these things? And we, it just is a weird thing that happens to us that we hide mm -hmm. instead of going to the place right. where we're being edified. Well, this guy was talking about this temple and he said as he goes, the temple they went in was, there was such a holy presence there of the Lord because of the words people had spoken over the time. He said, even when we went in there, we couldn't even say a negative word. It was so powerful. We just closed our mouth. He goes, and so that example was set for me, for being a, us as a temple. Right. The Bible says that we're the temple of the Holy Ghost. Right. So you have to begin to ask yourself, what have you been speaking over yourself? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because whatever you speak, you put your you put your cells, you put your skin, your teeth, your bones, all in that presence. And so when you begin to say, I am the righteousness of God, I am a personal love, God loves me. Mm -hmm. When you say that, mm -hmm. you are putting your, your temple, your body, in the presence of God right. and saturating your cells right. and everything about you. So as you do that, and this is, part of being fathers. Yeah. As fathers, we're telling you, hey, this is how you have good success. This is how you 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 take you you go off in life and you grow in life. And here's one little thing I'll turn it back to Norm. You might go, well what do I do? I don't like saying good things. They've always spoken bad things. Hey, I'll give you something that's free. Here's what dads do. They give you free advice. Go to YouTube. Most of you know how to use YouTube. You can go to YouTube and you can find free mus music free preaching, um, you can find people to read affirmations for you, yeah. and all you have to do is hit play and let somebody else, if you can't do it for yourself or you're just like, I don't want to do it, I'm too lazy, have somebody else speak good words over you, play good music over you, preach a good message to you, and then as you're sitting that, it will transform you. Well, and like I said to you uh, when you first got here this morning, 
said I was listening to uh, a pastor mm -hmm. out of he's out of South Carolina now, but he has a daily uh, program called Give Him Fifteen, and it's a fifteen-minute devotional, approximately fifteen minutes. Sometimes it's twelve minutes, and sometimes it's eighteen minutes. Okay, yeah. but he's always speaking something that encourages yep. you or helps you to see um, maybe something that we as believers need to be more involved in as far as prayer or, uh, or uh, agreement or whatever the case might be. Yep. Just like you said, there are so many resources so out many. there that you can choose to listen to yep. and will encourage you and will lift you up to that place where, oh, I am valuable. Yep. I am important yeah. Maybe some people don't see me as important, but God sees me God as sees important. Me. Yeah. And so therefore, I am important. Yeah. How important are you? You are so valuable. And you've heard this statement over and over. If you were the only person that lived on earth, Christ will still would have died yeah. for you. Yeah. Now think about that. Yeah. That's how important you are. Mm -hmm. That if you were the only one, he still would have come and died for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing you said when you start thinking about that and you start going and sometimes it's hard because we've been in the world and the world has always told us there's something wrong right where in God's eyes there's nothing wrong with you because of what Jesus did and so when you start to you might not believe that you know you might hear us saying these things and they're just words to you but as you just like Norm said you start listening and you start finding things you ask the Lord I do this and it works in my life. It's been working for years now. I go, Lord, what do you need me to read or see or be a part of to help me in my my becoming one with you? Because right. what's happening is that he's made he's made us one with us. Now we're learning to become one with him. Yeah. And so he's directing us as a good father. Right. And so he'll bring things towards you. Like Norm said, podcast, stuff on YouTube, Facebook, yeah. the, you know, the right person, mm -hmm. a mentor that comes into your life. Right. I mean, whatever you need, God loves you so much, he will get it to you. And so, you know, um, because he loves you. And so we're just here to encourage you today to go, and he loves you. Yeah. He loves you. He died for you. And he's He's not holding any of your sins, past, present, or future. He doesn't do that. And But what he wants to do is free you from you thinking about your sin. Mm -hmm. And you thinking you're not worthy. Yeah, yeah. He, he whose the Son has set free is free indeed. Free indeed. Jesus has set us free. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? Now, we've talked about uh, 12, 13, and 14. 14 yeah. Spiritual gifts, love, and gifts of prophecy in tongues. Mm, yeah. The next chapter is the one that really solidifies it all. And it's chapter 15, the resurrection of Christ. Oh, praise God. The resurrection of Christ. Yeah. And you uh, and I were talking uh, uh, yesterday before mm -hmm. church about the resurrection. Yeah. And how truly we are one with Christ because we were crucified with him, yeah. we were buried with him, and we have been resurrected, resurrected. with him. And you even have alluded to it uh, in the three verses out of Ephesians yeah. that you showed yesterday. We are seated in heavenly places. heavenly places. We are seated in heavenly places. We are seated in heavenly places. Ephesians 1, Ephesians 2, and Ephesians yeah. 3, I think, where yeah. I don't remember the verses exactly. but And I, th I think what we'll do is close this segment 
and I'm going to read out of the Passion Translation, Ephesians 1, 18 and 19. Oh, that's really good. I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, Mm -hmm. flooding you with light Mm -hmm. until you experience the full revelation of the hope of His calling, 12, 13, 14, 15. Mm -hmm. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that he finds in us, his holy ones. Verse 19, I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness Mm -hmm. of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement. Yes. How much influence does advertisement have? Yeah. All you have to do is sit down and watch TV on the TV and goodness gracious, yep. advertisement after advertisement. Yep. But that your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. This is the mighty power yep. Christ in us. Christ in the us. The hope of glory. Amen, amen, amen. Oh, that is good. So good. I mean, and that's, you know, that's part of our whole church theme is Christ in you, the hope of glory. You know, as we do the more of these podcasts, our, our job is to, as fathers, talk to you, give you advice, show you things about the things of God, and bring you to a place. And Norman and I were talking about this yesterday, <laughs> that we build a community of people who are living and doing the works of Christ. Yes. We're... We can go, they're doing the works of Christ. And it's good to feed the hungry. It's good to clothe the naked. We need to do those things. Um, Send out missionaries. But also there's this part that has been real quiet in the body of Christ lately. Is that teaching people to do the works of Jesus. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. And we'll we'll be talking about that. Because our goal is that in everyday life, as you, like Norm said, you hear the Holy Spirit. You know, chapter 12, you hear that, you know, the spirit, and then it comes into love. And then after love, it goes into the prophecy where you start speaking the things of God. And then it turns into the resurrection because we are in the resurrection. We've been resurrected. And so what does that look like? And then what happens? Like Norm read it. And then we become, we are an advertisement for the kingdom. God is advertising through you right now. You might not feel it or think it. But he is radiating to the rest of the world. And so we're going to help you in our podcast. Walk that out, talk that out, yeah. and live that on a, on a daily basis. Well, so, that, that's, so, that's so true. In resurrection, what is, what is God wanting to do right now in, in the earth? Yeah. He's wanting to resurrect the hope for people. Yeah. He's wanting to resurrect the fullness of his presence in this country and yeah. in this world. Yeah. He's wanting to bring back to life the purpose why why he established it all in the first place. Yep. That's what the resurrection is really, really about. Really about. To restore and bring everything back to the way it was when God created it all. Yes, amen. Beginning. Amen. Heaven on earth. Amen. Amen. So we thank you for being a part of us. Um, stay tuned for more episodes. We love you. And if you have any questions, you can reach out to us on our Facebook page, True Life Church, or my personal page, or Norm's personal page, and any questions, any thoughts, but we love you and we appreciate you and thank you for being a part of our podcast. Have an awesome day.